Welcome to the Sunday Morning Shakedown. Whether you're a longtime member of Logan Sport Church or you're simply looking to go a little bit deeper into our Sunday Morning message, the Sunday Morning Shakedown is here to enrich your faith journey. Join us every week. We dive a little deeper into the Sunday messages, providing you with the tools to apply this message to your everyday walk. Stay tuned. The journey begins now. Welcome to the Sunday Morning Shakedown. Welcome to the Sunday Morning Shakedown. Should be fun today. It should be I mean, fun today. It should today. be fun. I mean, it's yeah. always a good time doing the show, it but it's time. it's always a good time. <laughs> it is a good time. I'm glad to be back. Had a little vacation. Same. We Got both did. We did. We were kind of like back-to-back vacation. Back-to-back week off. So. We even had a little overlap. I was, you know, I was worried about when overlap happens. Right. <laughs> if somebody dies, we flip a coin. I don't I don't know what would have happened, but it would have been one of those one of those moments for us. For sure. But uh, I really appreciate you filling in for me hey, Sunday. No problem. It's a always chance, good. Chance to preach and mm-hmm. just to deal with, you know, as we continue to talk about this idea of serving, to, you know, to serve like outside of the church, outside of the walls. You know, we spent some time the week before um, dealing with how do we serve one-on-one? How do we serve the individual? Yeah. And this week you took us in a new direction. Can you tell us the direction you were heading? So that was part of um, part of the whole basis of this series was how do we serve each other wholeheartedly, serve each other wholeheartedly, serve the community wholeheartedly, and the next week mm-hmm. serve the uh, church wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And it's based right. out of Ephesians 6, 7, um, where Paul writes that we should serve uh, as if we're serving the Lord, not people, right? which is, I think, an important distinction that, um, that when we do these things, that we're not doing it for self-glory, we're not doing it to make ourselves feel good, that it's part of our faith walk. It's part of our faith journey to do these, to do these, these acts of service. Yes. Because the act of, uh, act of service by itself, like, you know, God doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. God doesn't need anything from us. We mm-hmm. do it just as an act of worship to him. Right. Which I think is an important point for people to understand because there's that there's that um there's that that i brought it up in in the message that our our good deeds are like filthy rags right which is pretty harsh language it really is you know yeah all your righteous acts nothing i do is worth it i mean it's not the point and even uses righteous acts all your righteous righteous acts acts. it's it's not just you know what i did but the best that i have to offer yes yeah the righteous act you're right it's just crazy to think that that's the way that god looks at it you know that's Mm -hmm. not what he's looking at you know he's he's looking at this heart this heart and i like that wholeheartedly yes i think it's a great word and we talked a little bit the week before and you went back to last week there are different kinds of service that we render Mm -hmm. um you know there's paid service there's the you know the kind of the the deacon pastoral role of service there's the forced service um that we offer but gosh to give wholeheartedly to someone Mm -hmm. to give wholeheartedly and then outside of those that we know and, right. and that was something that I was really, I was really caught up by in your message this week as I was listening to it in my car. It was like, we, we we're supposed to love wholeheartedly for those people that we don't even know real well. Yeah. And that it's one thing for me to, you know, I talk about serving my wife. Of course I want to serve my wife and my family wholeheartedly. Right. Do, do I want to serve somebody in the addicted community wholeheartedly? Do I want to serve somebody on the other side of tracks wholeheartedly? Do I want to serve somebody of a different political stance wholeheartedly? Yeah. You know, where am yeah. I really that kind of a servant? Um, that I'd be willing to do that, not not grudgingly, mm-hmm. but wholeheartedly. Right, wholeheartedly. So we looked at that. We looked at these different ways that you can, mm-hmm. you know, serve. I, and I kind of, I kind of wanted to look at it in a, in a couple different ways because you can, as yourself, go get involved in a in a different organization mm-hmm. and and be the hands of Jesus in that organization. Mm-hmm. Right. So so maybe if you are in the 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 Kiwanis, mm-hmm. not necessarily a Christian organization, right? 
Now, what they do is great. They do a lot that, that does like a lot of great work for kids, mm -hmm. and they do a lot of great fundraising. So there's nothing bad with what they do. But what if you went into that with the mindset of, I'm going to serve Jesus through this organization? Right. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. Well, we don't have to be serving in the church to be serving. Exactly. You know, and that's, I think we can get caught up in that sometimes. Or, right. may, or maybe there's, there's other organizations that... Are, are not just Kiwanis, but how many other ones are overtly Christian? They're just not, that's not their founding ideas, but yet the good things that they do do have some Christian morality behind them. Yeah, or do for have, sure. you know, I think about the social security system, taking care of widows. Okay. Um, you know, they, it's, that's, they do that. I'm right. glad that they do that. I'm thankful that the government that we serve has a program for that. Mm -hmm. um, but can then the church get behind the idea of saying, okay, well, they do something. But I want to do something more. I want to do more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or you know, people that are um, mentally handicapped that have you know mental difficulties. Are we willing to step up to the plate and go the extra mile um, when when all of a sudden our community bus system closes down for the night? Yeah. And they need they need an eight o'clock nine o'clock transportation. Are we going to offer those kind of things to them? Right. And so you know, I, I feel I see the church sometimes filling in those holes. They're not not Christian ideas. They're just people that need help. Mm -hmm. But yet important ideas. Yeah. Important ideas to help alongside of. Um, you mentioned moving Radiator Springs closer <laughs> to, you know, that we're, we're going to talk about you, that man. one for years, aren't we? So it just, I'm telling you, you, you brought that up in this series recap to connect <laughs> and it just, it must've hit me hard because I think it's such a great, a great uh, metaphor for the church mm -hmm. and where we are and where maybe we should be. And, mm -hmm. and the fact that, you know, we do, we sit back and we wonder why, the world doesn't come to us. Well, mm -hmm. if they just knew, if they blah, 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 you know, and it's like, maybe we should go to them a little bit more. And it's right. just, it's so simple. Like, you know, that idea is <laughs> yes. not hard. You know what I mean? It's, it's not hard, but people push back on it so much. And, and I just, I just think it's so important that, that we, that we do that, that we go to those groups, that we make ourselves more accessible mm -hmm. to those people in those groups to, mm -hmm. to give the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, how many churches are there in our community? Um, first of all, and then are you standing out in any way if you are a part of a church in our community? Is there any beacon of light yeah. that's there? Yeah. And you know, our church has gotten known for ministering to the you know recovery community and our, our community. That, that's that's great. So that's kind of our beacon of light that's yeah. shining. Every church needs that kind of beacon of light um, that says, "Hey, here's who we are. Here's what we offer. Here's what we do." There's churches here that have backpack programs. Praise the Lord. That's good outreach kind of events that take place. Right. Um, and we all we all need to have that. But you mentioned like going beyond that and saying, what about you as an individual? Mm. It's one thing if a church has a mission. Yeah. But what about the individual mission? Right. What, what about the call of the one person dealing with the large group? And that, I think that's, that's, that's the other thing is that God has given us, each and every one of us, and the, these individual talents, gifts mm -hmm. that we all have, mm -hmm. that we can all use to benefit the kingdom, mm -hmm. right? And that's that's another key word we're going to be using coming up mm -hmm. is the word kingdom. So stay tuned for yes. on that. Stay tuned for kingdom. <laughs> yes. You're going to hear a lot of that in the coming days. But I mean, you know, God has given us all these different gifts. So mm -hmm. how can we use those mm -hmm. to benefit those outside the church? Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of I kind of wanted to look at a couple different key people in the Bible and how we can we can connect that, how we can relate to those people. So mm -hmm. I went back into the Old Testament and started looking. Okay, there's Moses. You know, God brought him to this this thing. I, I love Moses because Moses went into went into his job kind of kicking and screaming, right? Right. Like he did not want to do it. He did not. He made up every excuse in the book right mm -hmm. there, and God had to had to come back for each and every one of them. And I think that is so much like us. Yeah. Where we feel called to do a thing, and we start making excuses. Well, I don't have time. I don't. Yeah. 
I'm not equipped. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I can't. No, I'm not doing. You know, it's that's us. Yeah. And and God is like, no, you don't understand. I am bringing you into this. I will see you through this. Right. Trust me. You have to trust me. You have to have faith. I will bring you through this. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. And not every task is as big as Moses. No, no. But, you know, no. It was, it, it's a great illustration of, of you know, and God was with Moses every step right. of the way. I'm not right. denying that fact. But I'm pretty sure that nobody listening to this podcast is no. going to have, you know, to lead two million Jewish people out of captivity. Absolutely not. And, but but there's someone that's that's thinking, yeah, but... But my personal thing is is teaching a Sunday school. Yes, you know, I'm that's that's my leading the shoes. Out of yeah, Egypt, you know? and and that's and that's the question: Am I going to be faithful in those things? Right. Um, and if God can see Moses through the big things, He can see us through the small things. Exactly. Right. You move you move to another person. You talked about John the Baptist yeah. a little bit, though. Let's talk about him for a minute. So I wanted to kind of touch on John the Baptist because he kind of played into the bigger illustration of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But John, his whole life, like I love the idea that that God gave him a job before he was born. Right. Right. Before he was born, God was like. This dude is going to have a job. This is going to be his <laughs> life, and this is what his whole purpose is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's this is one. This is what his job is. I think that's kind of cool. It number is. one, um, which it just goes to show that he he knows us before we're born, right? That right. he knows he knows us and he he loves us before we're even here, which mm-hmm. is just incredible. But he gave he gave John this this job of preparing people for Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Of going out into the communities around him. And, and preaching the word of Jesus, getting people, you know, hey, you need to get your act together. You need to get your life right because the Messiah is coming. Yes. And he pre- he was baptizing, preaching this word. And, uh, and, and you know, God gave him those gifts to do that. Mm-hmm. And God also did gave him a very, you know, unglamorous life to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just love that camel's hair. That is so fashionable. You know, it just is exactly what every lady in, in Logan Sports wanted to wear. <laughs> right. But but that actually, it was it was symbolic of a prophet, it was, right? It was. It was a sign that he was like Elijah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's got the belt around his waist. He's got the camel's hair. He's eating the same kinds of food. So yeah. there's something about him that's different. And... and shouldn't we stand out a little bit as different if yep. we're Christians? Shouldn't there be something about our life that causes people to look at us and say, there's something about you that's just not right. right. Um, and because they, they don't understand the purpose of why we serve. Why do we do what we do? We, they, don't, they don't understand that Jesus has changed us so much that we're doing this out of, so they look at us like we've got camel's hair on <laughs> and like we got grasshoppers sticking out of our teeth. Exactly. Because, and we should be that different. We should look that different. Right. But then you went to Jesus. I mean, you, you, yeah. The supreme example. It, it, and it, it, that's just everything goes to Jesus. Like the whole Bible just points to Jesus, obviously. Right. But, you know, it, knowing that he and John were cousins, like mm-hmm. they were related, they were probably, you know, it's not hard for us to imagine they grew up together, they probably played together, they probably had mm-hmm. all this history. Mm-hmm. They're pretty tight, right? And, and John gets beheaded. Mm-hmm. All right, and and the whole circumstance surrounding his <laughs> his death is just wild. Yeah. Like you can't make it up. You know, it's just <laughs> right. It's just wild where he's smitten by basically his stepdaughter. Mm, yeah, and she's dancing, and and you know, Herod. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just this whole weird deal. But but John gets beheaded, and Jesus finds out about this, and you know, it's just I, I like to read read these and just try to put my mind put myself in the shoes of that person in that mm-hmm. moment. And what would it be like if you found out one of your close, close friends, close relatives was beheaded, mm. not just, you know, died in their sleep, got sick, mm. passed on comfortably or whatever, but was beheaded. Right. 
What, how would you handle that? Yeah, I mean, you'd want to get away, right? You would absolutely you, you, just want to be like, oh my gosh, just leave, leave me alone, you know, and, and go be by yourself. Yeah, and a close family member at that, you know, yeah. not just a, not just anybody, but somebody who's close to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to want to get away. You're going to be quiet for a while. You're, you're definitely not going to want to help anybody else because you're, you're going to need people to help you, yes. people to walk you through this yes. kind of moment. Yes. But Jesus doesn't get that. <laughs> no. He doesn't get that. Because at this time, he's becoming known. And yes. people are beginning to understand who he is and figure out who he is and that he can he can bring healing. He can bring them to a better place. And, and they're beginning to understand that. So everywhere he goes, he's attracting a crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. He goes off to be by himself. People see him and they follow him and they flock to them like they do. And it's just, it's such a beautiful thing that in his state of mourning, mm-hmm. he still blesses these people. Yeah. Like he still preaches to them. He still heals them. He still provides for them. And that's he, and that, that's where we find the miracle of him feeding. It says a 5,000, but it's the multitude. Right. It's probably more like, what, 20, 25, Yeah, 5,000 men yeah. plus so women it's, and it's children. It's probably, you know, upwards of 20,000-ish. Yeah. So he, he feeds these people in this moment of not wanting to be around anybody, mm-hmm. which is just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so it just it, examining it that way, looking it through that lens... There's so many things I think we could take out of that and how we can serve the bigger community around us. Mm-hmm. And and one of those things is that it's it's not convenient. It's no. not always convenient to to serve other people. Like it's not mm-hmm. always glamorous. It's not always, you know, on your schedule. Yes. Yes, yeah, not in our time frame. No. You know, when when somebody has a need, it doesn't seem like okay. Well, let's make that happen between three and three thirty today. You know, I've got <laughs> I've got a little time slot that's available yes, right now. Yes. And in, in ministry, we just don't have that privilege. Right. But it's not just in ministry, though, is it? I mean, anybody and everybody. If you're really doing kingdom work, mm-hmm. then there's going to come moments when you're going to have to do something, and it's not in your time frame. But right. that person needs you. They need you in that moment. And these people, they're hungry. They're hungry. They're, they they've been they spent the day with Jesus. Right. And you know. And, the disciples are like, send them away, <laughs> send them home. They should have you thought know? about they, this. They should have packed a lunch, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we brought our Scooby Doo lunch box. <laughs> why, why didn't they? <laughs> and, uh, exactly. You know, and so Jesus, you feed them. But you he know? has he has compassion on them. He does, and, and that's that's the thing that, uh, that that I think is important is that is that is that that act of compassion that we all need to have as well. Because I think we we miss that a lot, mm-hmm. and I think especially since. Since and you touched on this in your message the previous week, COVID has really taken our compassion meter way down. It has, it really has, and I don't, I don't know why. I, I've you know I've read a bunch of books about COVID, trying to figure out what's caused us to be in such compassion fatigue yeah. at the moment, and especially people that are in serving kind of communities. Um, you know, nurses have taken a huge hit, yeah. and it's hard. It's hard. it's hard working in nursing homes. I, I get that. There are just some professions. My wife's in counseling. It's hard profession right now yeah. um, to, to do that. But but it seems like the world has even felt a little bit of compassion fatigue. Yeah. And I don't know what's caused it, but we've got to find a way to get out of it. And right. sometimes the best way to get out of something is to actually just start to do what mm-hmm. you need to do. You need to step Absolutely. up to the plate, yeah. do the work, and yeah. see what God can do. You know, I had an opportunity this week to do that. It was kind of like it was like outside of my time frame, outside of what I wanted to do, but there was somebody that needed to be served. And mm-hmm. I, I stepped up to and at the moment, I, I'm not I kidding you now, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. You know, it was that moment. But then yeah. when I was there in yeah. the person's presence, when the tears flowed, when mm-hmm. the when the moment of service happened, it was so refreshing. And my spirit was so lifted in it. Yeah. Um, and I, I even kind of wonder, Jesus, in this moment of one person has died, but now 5,000 
are living right. well. They're right. fully fed. They're taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I, I can I can just see the, the guys unbuttoning their top pants button because, you know, I mean, it's like, if you think about this, they were satisfied. They were this, satisfied. This and is Thanksgiving dinner. Right. And, and, it, and it says that in, in, you know, in almost every version, I think, is is that they were they were filled like they were satisfied they were yeah. they were given enough food to be full mm-hmm. which so that 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 means that he this give them a little bit mm-hmm. you know he gave them what they needed yeah 12 more baskets full yes. that's sending off to the side right so do we want to give that wholeheartedly right you know and and we think about this christmas season we're recording this during christmas season um i, I kind of wonder do we feel that way when we give maybe something special mm. um during christmas or do we give something very small to somebody outside are there people in our life that we could right now maybe do something nice for or there's somebody we could do something extravagant for mm. and do we really get into extravagant mode very often do right. we, above and beyond giving our best um god gave us his best right he gave us mm-hmm. his son jesus was the best he had to offer and are we willing to do that outside of the church outside of the christian faith outside of our home yeah you know what will we give in those places what does that look like because they need our best too and maybe that's where they're going to see jesus at right that's where they'll see jesus yeah yeah so you gave some different things about jesus's giving i mean he gave this was not a good time mm-hmm. when he gave but he gave anyway what were some right. of the other thoughts that you had so about his giving the other thought is it, it kind of hit me going back to you know our excuses from moses right mm-hmm. And God gives us all these these talents and gifts. Mm-hmm. What if Jesus didn't use those? Ooh. What if he What if he had our mindset of well, I could, but I'm just gosh, what a what a hassle. Mm-hmm. And then just went off behind a rock and you know, <laughs> sat by himself. What if that's what he did? You know, would we be better off for it? I don't think so. No. You know, and so I think the same thing goes for us. You know, if we if we don't use these talents and gifts mm-hmm. to glorify God and, and further His kingdom, you know, is someone else being held back from blessing because mm-hmm. of that? Right, right. You mentioned early on in the message um, that we're not just trying to get people to do stuff. Mm. You know, we're, we're the, this ser- sermon series is not just saying, we've got 12 spaces, we need to be filled with volunteers. Would you right. please come and fill those spaces? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, yeah. and, and I, I appreciate it when I heard that, because I do feel that people at times think that's what what we're about. You know, right. the church needs volunteers. The church is good at, and, at being like, hey, we need people to come do this, we're... We're having this. We need people to be here. You know, it's like we're really good at asking for it. Yeah. But this, I, I just thought it was so important that we we go another step beyond that and be like, you know, listen, you have been given talents. You've been given gifts. And now if you are serious about your walk, like if you are serious uh-huh. about this, this God in heaven that has uh-huh. saved you from your worst and brought you to a much better place than your act of worship is service. Yes. It's so true. Think about what Jesus did with the feeding of the, of the 5,000 here. He, he's got these 12 disciples. They're hanging out with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus prays over this food. And then who does he give it to? He gives it to the disciples. And what do the disciples do? They go and feed the people. Yeah. And sometimes we get the bad rap as pastors where it's kind of like, yeah, this is our job. So, you know, <laughs> Diakonos, hey, you're the paid staff member here. You know, we want you to serve kind of thing. Yes. But yet we see Jesus setting a different example than that. You know, right. here's the son of God who then gives to his disciples to give to the people. He passes it out once so they can pass it out a second time. And and really that's kind of what this call is to this sermon series about wholeheartedly, right? I yeah. mean we we do serve, we have the privilege of getting to serve, but there's other people that should have the privilege of serving. And I'm Absolutely. thinking about how how those disciples must have felt at the end of the day that 
man, I, I was handing out fish that was multiplying in front of my eyes. I'm like, mm -hmm. I had two, now there's six. Where did those 12 come from? Right. And it, it, it right. would have just been such an amazing thing to see it happening live right in front of your face and the blessing that they got out of it. Now, if you and I just go and do all the service, then all those people around us don't get to see how God multiplies the fish and loaves. I was going to say, and, and just imagine the response from the people they're giving this to, mm. you know, because here they are in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, we're getting hungry, but there's nothing around. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Here we have this for you. I mean, imagine the, the response oh. they're getting back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing that hit me when I was doing this is if I had to guess a lot of the people there have never experienced this kind of love and compassion before. Probably not. Right. I mean, they probably never experienced anything like this. Mm -hmm. It had to have been life altering. Mm. Yeah. You know, not just to see it happen, but just to experience this. Yeah. And, and that, that's part of the, the joy of giving is seeing somebody else receive something that maybe they didn't deserve. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't ask for. Right. Um, there's, there's some joy in that. And now I'm not, okay, I'm not doing this to get pat on the back. I'm no. not doing this, you know, so get the front page of the paper. I'm doing this so I can literally say, I'm being Jesus to you. Mm -hmm. This is my job to be Jesus to you. Um, how, how does that affect not just the person you're serving, but then the person that they tell Mm, because, yeah, you know, yeah. while we're not supposed to be, you know, let, don't let the left hand what the right hand's doing. Right. When you serve somebody else, then they go and tell. Yeah. And Jesus kind of says that to, you know, I think about the demoniac at the tombs. Um, hey, mm. I want to go with you, Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no, you go tell people what I've done for you. And right. then he goes to the Decapolis, which is 10 cities, not just one city, 10. Right. He goes and he tells, he shares. Um, we start seeing that. We serve, we do what we're called to do. We minister to our community. And the community starts saying, hey, look, I want to show you where Jesus resides. I want to show you a place where Jesus is being lived out. And that, that's where the blessing is at. That's where the blessing comes back then full circle to us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, you know, as, as you mentioned that, I'm thinking how many times in the Bible did Jesus have that interaction with someone and their response was to go tell people? Yes. I mean, the woman at the well, what did she do? She, she went and told everybody. And, and the, uh, the, uh, the, Roman, the Roman that Jesus healed his son. Yeah. He went back and his whole family believed, you know, it's like, it, so that that's part of the response is, is to go. And, and when you receive this incredible gift mm -hmm. to go and tell people, yeah, yeah, people do that. They do that. And when they do, then more people are blessed mm -hmm. out of what's happening. We were, we were kind of giggling. I, my wife's a Facebook junkie. She was um, looking at Facebook and our, our church did something really nice for the widow ladies in our congregation this year. And I noticed that through her that it got made, it was on Facebook <laughs> and then Facebook begins to blow up over sure, what, what sure. had happened. I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, nobody that gave those gifts, nobody that went to those houses and handed that stuff right. to them. None of them were getting a pattern on the back or that wasn't, that wasn't the purpose. That wasn't it. And then I just started to see how this thing blossoms and mm -hmm. it grows. And then Jesus is getting the honor and glory mm -hmm. out of what's happening yeah. within it. And yeah. um, so I think that was an important part of what you talked about on Sunday. You know, it's not about us getting, getting the blessings out of right. it, but Jesus's name getting lifted up um, out of all of this. Where are we going to go on this next week then? You, I mean, I, maybe you should ask me that question. I was huh? going to say, that's up to you because you're, uh, you got it, man. Hey, hey, you did so good last week. Maybe you just need to finish this series out. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about how do we, how do we serve then inside the walls of the church? Yeah. Know, we've talked about serving the individual. We've talked about serving um, the uh, community that we're a part of, but then what do we do that place we call our church family, our mm -hmm. church home. How do yeah. we how do we take care of the work that's that's being done in there? And I just keep having this thought in the back of my head that um, 
we serve a lot of worthless idols in our lives. There's a lot of things that we give our time, our talent, our treasure to. And what do we do it for? We do it for our own purpose, right? You know, that's that's the problem with idolatry. Right. We serve an idol because we have a need. We have a want. Um, Christianity is so different than that. Christianity is about serving the other. And so we come into church on Sunday morning, we offer something, we're offering something to another. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says when we do something for someone else, we do it for him. And so how do we get to serve Jesus? We get to serve Jesus as we serve each other. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm going to head that way on Sunday a little bit because I'm just cool. curious how often we have these worthless idols that we're giving so much to. And at the end of the day, we're getting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting yeah. nothing out of that. And, and, and if anything, we're losing yes. out of that relationship, right? Yes, exactly. Because we, we've poured a lot into it, got yeah. nothing out of it, and yeah. we're not any better at the end of the day. No. And, but yet, when we start serving in the Lord, house of the Lord, we start serving our brothers and sisters in Christ in the house of the Lord. Think of all the blessings that begin to flow because of that, um, a church like that. What would a church look like filled with servants, loving each other more than they love themselves? That's that's what the church is called to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's, let's pray it out. Hey, Father God, thank you so much just for um, setting an example for us. As you took those, those bread and those fish, as you, as you expanded it, um, Lord, however, however you miraculously did it, which is beyond our comprehension, Lord, um, however you did that, you then used others to be a blessing. And Father, thank you because you sent Jesus to die for us. You've sent us now to be a blessing. You've, you've called us, Lord, to go from this place and to serve those in the community that we're a part of. And Father, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful that um, we, we're a part of a church that's doing that. And I know many churches in Logansport, many churches in our community, Lord, they are. They're reaching out. They're touching hearts and lives. They're making a difference. And so, Father, I just pray that you'll help us to uh, just to bloom wherever we're planted, um, that you'll put us in contact with people, Lord God, to to be that Radiator Springs right alongside of the yes. interstate of life um, yes. where people see what we're doing, Lord God, and, and you get the glory out of it. Father, I pray that it's not the church that gets the glory, but I pray, Father, that they see that it's you. We're doing this because of you, Jesus. That's the reason we serve. Thank you for serving us first. Thank you for setting this example. And may we be a good example to those around us. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This has been the Sunday Morning Shakedown. We'll catch you again next week. As always, visit logansportchurch.org slash podcast for more.